Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, a paper crafting and creative lifestyle show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we are creating in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedell. The Crafty Ass Female Podcast is brought to you by the Awesome Ladies Project, a community that encourages you to tell your story with pictures, paper, words, and the bits of life we find along the way. You can join us in the ALP for free at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash craftyassfemale. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Shannon. Hey. Yay, listeners. Okay, today on the show, we have Shannon Manton, who on Instagram is at Shannon underscore pages. And I have to say that because I was like talking to you for a few minutes before I realized who you were when we were on the last, you know, because I know you as Shannon uh, pages. So we're so excited to have you. You're a digital and hybrid scrapbooker from Sydney, Australia. Uh, Shannon's um, active member of Kristen's Awesome Ladies Project, which we can't wait to talk to you about, and also a team member of Retro Hit Magazine and Kelly Stamps. In 2019, which was last year, right? That was last year, right? This seven yeah, I think so. The 700 month year. Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> 2019. Um, Shannon, you opened up an online shop for digital scrapbook supplies called Shannon Pages Shop. And now people can go yeah, there and get yeah. your digital. Yay. We're so excited to have you. So did all that sound correct? I think that is right. All right. Yes. Don't yeah. hit me with the years and the months though, because I'm very confused in life right now. Yeah. I hear you. We've been saying that. It's like, what day is it? And does it matter? Yeah. yeah. So welcome, welcome, welcome. So thank you for having me guys. I appreciate uh, it. You're so good. <laughs> I believe it was your little December daily mini book that I just, my only comment was so good, so good, so good, so good, like on repeat. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still obsessed with that myself. Not that I think it's so great, but the size of that little book I am, it's sending, it's taking me into new areas, which we will talk about. Yeah. So, all right, let's just get started with, let's say your creative backstory. How's your creativity evolved into what it is today? How'd you get into scrapbooking and become at Shannon underscore pages? I started scrapbooking like a lot of people, like when I, my daughter was one and a half, like my whole life, I had been a documenter in, you know, as a teenager, I would have diaries and I wrote a lot and I drew a lot and I would go and go in the photo booth with my friends and stick that into my diary. And I was always into that. So I don't even know how I heard about scrapbooking as what it is today, but I just had in my mind, oh, I'm going to try that one day or that. I, I would like that. Then my mother-in-law came um, and she had made my husband a scrapbook for his birthday. And it was like 12 by 12 basketball stickers on his basketball page, <laughs> like really cute old yeah. school. What you'd think, you know, a lady in her sixties would do. And I'm like, Oh, that's right. I wanted to do that. So my daughter was uh, one and a half, I think it was 2018. And I had taken no, 2008. See, don't hit me with the date. Yeah, I was going to say, very that's, confused. Not, I, that's not right. No, Your daughter no, no. isn't like three. She's 13. Um, in 2008, I had go gone to one of those kiosks with the photographs and I got way too many and doubles and triples by mistake. And I just said, okay, today I'm doing it. And I went and I bought supplies and I, it was my favorite thing. Cause I'm also of course, like a stationary addict and paper and, and I just loved it. And I made my first page and then I just was in love with it. I also never had a scrap room. So by the time my son was born in 2009, I decided to go more digital just for the mess and the ease. So I didn't have to 
you know, put it on the dining table, pull it off with little children around. So mostly digital now, and it's just evolved from there. So originally I was doing 12 by 12 kind of scrapbooking that you would see in a magazine where you talk a lot about blessings and how much I love my daughter and how cute is this photo in the park with her bubbles. <laughs> then I realized that I could be stupid like in real life and ridiculous. And I realized I could, you know, make a funny page about, you know, building Ikea. And once I got to that, then I was, that's it. I'm in now. I, I know what this is for me now. Which is kind of like you saying, throwing out the rule book that you thought you had to follow yeah. when it came to scrapbooking, yeah. like we all do. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to know the rules to get going. Otherwise you you just don't know what you're doing. But then you realize, and then, you know, going down, changing sizes was a big thing for me, like going down to eight and a half by 11, because we can't really print easily in Australia, 12 by 12. So I went to eight and a half by 11 and then the six by eight and just all of that and going more minimal, 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 and kind of ending up where I am now, which is kind of a really minimal style, mostly photos and words, which is kind of a cliche in scrapbooking, but I really do do most of my pages is, is words and photos. But you're cranking out stuff like crazy. I am a really quick scrapbooker. I'm a quick decision maker. I really don't have time for faffing about. I'll just sit and make a page in 10 minutes because I'm not trying to put 500 different elements onto it or take them off and try it out. I'm like, mm, done, next one. I just want to always move on to the next one. So even with yeah. December daily, like I make my pages in 15 minutes. That's why I always say how I finish mine every year by January and everyone, I, I don't want to sound like a show off, but I really do spend 10 minutes a, a night on my pages and, you know, I'm not interested in playing for hours and hours and hours. I just want to get it done and move on. Yeah. Do you have a stash of physical products? Like, do you? Yeah, do you a little. Like, I've got this drawer here and I've got, I'm really into letter stickers. Mm -hmm. um, so I have a big stash of that. I have some stamps. I only have a black ink pad, which makes the awesome ladies people laugh. Um, <laughs> so I have one, one ink stamp pad. But I do have a few things, but I've gradually kind of willed it down and I've given a lot to my mother-in-law. She still scrapbooks and she likes all the, you know, the pen and papers. And I did scrapbook like that probably for a good two years. And because I loved it so much, I was doing a lot. So I have a lot, but yeah. Nice. And then I wanted to ask you too, when you were talking about like your mother-in-law showing like the scrapbook, like the big scrapbook and the yeah. basketball stickers on the basketball, you know? So a lot of, I find that too, like when a lot of people approach me and they go, I want a scrapbook, like that's their yeah. idea. Yeah. We know what it can be and kind of what you do. So like in yeah. your own words, like if I were to tell someone, no, you don't understand, like how could I even describe modern scrap? Like I, I'm just like, they just know it as I'm like, how do you not know the jump? Like, I don't know. Cause it's so graphic design. Yeah. I, it's sometimes I think it's like picture a magazine uh, but the magazine is about you and your family right. type thing right. or picture that, you know, that kind of thing, especially my stuff, because my stuff is very graphic and digital and plain. Um, yeah. That's, I think that's how is, I look at it. It's a lot like a magazine's really good. I think graphic novel, especially your, your. Yeah. That's your a good. Yes. Yeah. That you make. Yeah. yeah. Cause like, I mean, a, a lot of them have a very similar style and you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I love the, I love the blurb books that you make that would be a traditional scrapbook album in somebody else's, yeah, you know, on somebody yeah. else's shelf. Yeah. But you know, like you make a layout, and then 
Can you talk us through that process? Yeah, I think it confuses some people because when I when I say photo book, I think a lot of people think of the thing you make when you've been on a holiday vacation and you come back and you plug your photos into a software and they make you a photo book and you get it delivered. But I'm doing, so if I want to do an eight by 10 photo book, I will create eight by 10 pages in Photoshop Elements and I'll make a full layout. So I'm using, you know, paper, I'm using stamps, all digital, but uh, photographs, I'm using journaling and I'm making my page exactly how I want it but then I'm saving it as a JPEG and bringing it into the software. I use Blurb mostly for my books. I don't have as much choice here in Australia with cost and everything, but you just bring it in and you're saying to the Blurb page, this is a full page photo. So I'm just building a book full of um, layouts that way, rather than using the book software to build the book, which is a bit different because they do have awesome templates where if you did want to do that, but I'm kind of doing it all in Photoshop and then putting it in at the end. And that's the crafted part. Like you're crafting, how you want each page to look yes well you're making layouts yeah definitely and some of my layouts I would barely call layouts because in those books that I make some are scrapbook layouts definitely you know have a bunch of elements and things and some are just a photo with a caption and I think all of it's valuable and I love both those things or it might be just a movie poster just to say I watched this yeah Um, but it's all together which is what makes it great Yes, yeah. the all togetherness. Because that's yeah. that makes it that, and that's why I feel like as I've seen your flip throughs, and I've as I've you know, yeah, as I've seen you talk about them like live and on videos and stuff, they have this almost graphic novel feel to them because some pages are full pages, some pages yeah. are, and you can quickly flip through them to get a feel for what's the whole story of this yeah. album. Or you can, you know, go through and like, look at the little details because every page was created as a page and they have little details because, you know, each one is individual. Yeah. And it's such a cool way to create too. It's fun and it doesn't get boring. And I look at it sometimes like, you know, the smash books where people were just sticking things in like a receipt. I can do that. I can take a photo of a receipt from somewhere or um, anything, stick it in and write a little handwritten comment on the side. And that's a page for me. Yeah. And it's very yearbook. Yeah, yearbook. And also back, you know, in the 80s and 90s, you might love a TV show and they would bring out some kind of coffee table book and you'd open it and it would have fake tape on it and little Polaroids. Like sometimes I think of that as well. So I want all of that, plus the layouts, plus full page photo with no writing or context on it, just because I love that photo of my son, you know, doing something. So I want to put that all together. And that's something I'm kind of thinking about doing more of, you know this year coming well and I think that's why you are such it's so much fun being around you as like an awesome ladies member because you fit this mold of you know telling your stories with pictures and paper and words and like the bits of life yeah it doesn't matter that they're literally all just digital there's no difference it doesn't matter because it's just the way I've worked out to make it really fast for me and I do sometimes go into the hybrid mode and I love putting letter stickers on my um, layouts and things like that but every time I've tried to do a hybrid little thing especially if it's a book or something and I've got to cut even the daily pages books I'm making I get to a point where I'm basically building it in Photoshop elements anyway and printing it out so I'm gluing it into a book 
I, you know, then I think, why am I doing this? Like I've already made the page. It's so easy to put it into a blurb book without the cutting or that kind of thing. So what happens with me, I have grand ideas that I want to get my glue and my scissors and everything. And then in the middle of it, I'm like, I could do this so much faster. Yeah. I go back to that every time. Like efficiency wins. Efficiency. Yeah. And what I love about you too, and what makes what's so interesting as a scrapbooker as well to watch you do is that even though it's so hybrid and so digital, I love how you find a way to share it. Like I feel like crafters sometimes get are nervous about that. How am I going to share if it's hanging out on my computer? And I love, yes. And you set it up. Because last year when I did those, I did last year, I did my project life as um, a book and I did all of my layouts five by eight as a book. That's what I've just shared recently on Instagram, every single layout five by eight as a book. And that came about because I just couldn't get the six by eight binders anymore that I wanted. So I was using the alley story, whatever they're called um, binders. And then the gray one that I love and see my, I've got open shelving in my house and I keep stuff there and I wanted the gray and then they weren't, there was no more gray. It's like, okay, what do I do now? Okay. I'll go to black. And then there was no, and then, you know, you can't get page protectors. And, and I was getting really frustrated and I don't love having layouts just hanging. So that's when I said in December of the year before, whatever that year was, I said, <laughs> I'm going to make books now. I'm, I'm not needing anybody. I don't need anyone's stuff. I am make, I'm taking control of this and I'm putting it all into a book. And that's how that all came about. And also the size. I mean, I could do, you know, one of those alley um, binders. They're really awesome because they're so thick, the spine. But I did one year when I first got into six by eight because I get into things in a really big way, like no half measures. <laughs> I think I filled two or one and a half of those in a year. And that's a lot if you're going to keep going like, Compared to like a little itty bitty spine of a book, which still holds the same amount. It's yeah, efficient as well. And like you said, efficient time because a lot of people don't like scrapbooking digitally because they say I'm on the computer all day and I want the craftiness. But for me, cause I'm on the computer all day, I get more done because if I have to go to a hybrid thing, I've got to go in hybrid mode and like, where's my stuff? What's that? How do I do that? Where's my stickers? Where's my stamps? Dust them off. Um, when, I, while I'm here, I could just be making a little simple thing and have, so that's where that comes along in being efficient as well, even though I know some people hate staring at the screen. I have, I have no problem with that. Well, I feel like the payoff of getting it done and being efficient is so great because like no matter yes. as long, my best scrapbook, like right now I'm, I'm doing the same size, just like collage of photos and putting yep. it at the bottom of my planner because who cares? And like yep. the fact that I have every single week something and I can look yep. back like the payoff of yep. that, the fact that I'm like, yes. oh, my year is here and it just got done. Like it just got done. I don't yep. care that it's not the best. I don't care that I haven't shared yep. it. So like, I feel like that, like if when in doubt, like the payoff of being able to look back at it is so- It's, it's so worth it. When I get yeah. those books back, so- I didn't answer before about the sharing because if you're digital and everything's digital, you've got nothing to share. You can share twice a year when you get your books back basically. (laughs) Um, So I always share as I go on Instagram and I just put my digital page onto a little um, 
sort of wood looking thing just because I do white and white on white, you know, that's how I figured out how to do it. But that keeps me motivated too, because it's still like I'm doing something. Otherwise you guys would see things from me maybe twice a year and be like that whole, everything's living on my computer, but sharing is just a really good way to keep motivated as well for me. Cause I can see it building up and I can see what it looks like in the real world rather than just on my screen. Yeah, it's so smart because then you're getting the crisp color to share as well. Like even exactly. like, yeah. yeah. And so many people write to me and say, oh my God, what is your printer yeah. you're using? <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. I said, my printer is awesome, but these are, you know, digital images because I'm not wasting money printing twice. I used to take all my photos of digital layouts because I did used to print at home when I was doing six by eight and I used to photograph them. And I, it just came to me one day when it was really gloomy and I couldn't get a nice photo. I'm like, why am I doing this? Because I already have the beautiful. So that's how that came about too. It's like, why am I photographing when, when it's done, it's ready and it's in sort of beautiful print mode anyway. It's so good. It's a genius way to do it. Share it. Cool. I really like that. And then, there's a lot of people who don't, who think digital scrapbooking has to be complicated also. Yes. And, and you need to know how to do shadows and you need to know how to do all of these techniques. And you don't, if you've ever put together a Canva or a PowerPoint or a newsletter for someone, you, you can do it. I mean, it's words and photos. It's nothing more than that. And Photoshop Elements is what I use. I know a lot of people are digital scrapbooking and I've had some people ask me all the time about it. I'm like, I don't, I just stick with what I know, but there's so many ways to, you can digitally scrapbook in Word. Is As long as you can put a photograph and write text. It's true. It's, you can that's do, all you need. There's so many things that you can do now. And yeah, I know there's so, so often we get caught up not just in, and like, not just in memory keeping, not just in scrapbooking, whatever, especially... I want, I'm going to put this in quotes, women like us who want to, we start a new hobby and we're like, okay, what is the best and right way to do this immediately? Yes. And yeah. how do I accomplish this so that I can get like a hundred as soon as I get like hit the first test, whatever the first test is. I, yeah. I don't even know what the first test is, but as soon as that test gets here, I need to be able to ace it. And yeah, yeah. There's so much technology out there. You can, like, whatever app you want to app in, you can scrapbook in it. Because you put some words on a photo, and then you go print out the thing at, like, Target or whatever whatever Target you guys have. Um, Amazon. I don't know if you guys can get Amazon photos. We have Target, but it's not like your Target, Um, sadly. Oh, you guys don't get, Yeah, you're right. You, you don't get $100 worth of things that you need to buy every single time you go into the store so that you don't even, you can't even go into the store anymore. I just don't. Yeah, we have, we have Kmart, which is like that. But our Target doesn't have food or anything like you guys do. Only some of our Targets have food. And our Target's not going very well anyway now. So they're turning into, anyway. That's, that's what happens but I get what you Targets. Yeah, I get what you mean 100%. Like, you feel like the first day you scrapbook, it needs to be like, a magazine page it needs to be as perfect because that's so coming when i started in 2008 that's where you learned from magazines right before i even knew there was an online thing like i bought some magazines and they have a very particular way like i said with the children in the park blowing bubbles being blessed 
um, that stuff, which is awesome if you scrapbook that way. I, I want everyone to scrapbook however they want. But that's sort of how you think it is. And then you start finding these little niches, and which is what you're providing as well, like finding places where you belong more. And I, I, am, I was a mum with little kids, which is kind of like the perfect scrapbooker. And I still, it wasn't my place at all because I, sounds terrible, but I prefer scrapbooking my stuff than my kids because my kids' stuff, it's not me. It, mm. It's my version of it. And as my kids have got older too, like I would scrapbook all their things, but I used to call them obligation pages. Like, oh, Zara's going to camp. I have to scrapbook that photo of her, but I really want to scrapbook about Game of Thrones actually, but I'll do it kind of thing. And now as my kids have gotten older, I don't scrapbook as much about them in the old kind of way. I do more like a page near their birthday. I might say, you know, Eli, you're so cool. And I really love how you do this. And you're so into this and you're really good at this. Um, because I think back, my daughter's 14 soon. And I think back if I was 14 and my mum was a scrapbooker, and she made a page about me, I would die. If she said, <laughs> Shannon's in her room listening to Black Sabbath and she decorated it with bats and she did dripping blood or something, or she did something about me listening to The Cure, I would die and I would tell her never do that again. And my daughter's a bit the same. Like if I tried to represent her world in scrapbooking, she would think it was really lame and I don't blame her. Whereas I can just do, you know, a photo of her rarely because she never lets me take any and just say, from my perspective, this is, you know, how you are at 14 and that kind of thing. So that takes away, I don't really scrapbook about my kids as much anymore, which leads into other reasons why things like Project Life kind of have a ending to them when you're not taking a million photos of your kids every day and things like that. Yeah, totally. And also, okay, so one of the reasons that, so we got on this call and I just wanted to let Amanda just talk because I talk to you all the time. Yeah. So- one of the things that we have in common is we both really like pop culture. Yes. So you scrap pop culture all the time. All the time. And I think this, this really, really, really lends well to your minimalist scrapbooking. Mm-hmm. But I think it also just shows people, you can scrap whatever you want. Tell the stories of yep. all the albums you've listened to. Yep. All the television shows that you've listened to. So what are some of the projects that you've done pop culture wise that have been your favorite i did um i don't i think it was last year i did a hundred songs that changed my life book i've got that here i can show you later somewhere it's a little um six by six and i used a kathy zilski template she's got these six by eight templates i cut it down and i just did a hundred songs because music is really important to me a hundred songs that meant something at different times of my life And that was a really fun project and I loved doing that. I also loved just doing a page of a grid saying these are the six podcasts I'm listening to or these are the five television shows we're really into right now. I have those scattered through my book all the time and I do like that. And I think doing a minimal graphic style of scrapbooking is perfect for that because I can just put my Ramones record cover on a, you know, centre of a page and write something about it. Uh, If you're into flowers and you know, lots of beautiful things. Maybe that kind of thing doesn't look as nice or it's kind of harder to put a photo of a TV show when you're used to doing this really nice artsy thing. Whereas my graphic kind of magazine style, it it just works perfectly. It does. It works really, really well. How long did that 100 Songs That Change Your Life take? Was it a gradual filler or was it? Yeah, it was a gradual thing. I 
started it, uh, I started a different 100-day project and then in the middle kind of that, I had this idea, oh, next year I'm going to do 100 songs that changed my life. And I'm like, no, I'm not waiting until next year, I'm doing it now. And once <laughs> I found that template, like it's super, super simple. Yeah, it's so it nice. It was it's easy gorgeous. and I might have done, you know, 10 on a Saturday afternoon, then, you know, eight the next Saturday and just, it, it probably took like, six months five months or something like that but it's one of my favorite books and i've just wrote you know the song title who it was by i looked up on wikipedia when the album came out and i wrote a line about what it meant to me like oh this is the song i listened to when my boyfriend broke up with me or this is the song that i remember as a kid you know eight years old at summertime in sydney and that kind of thing and it's just super meaningful to me i mean nobody else probably cares about this book but it's it's for me I love it. I think that's really cool, though. Like, I would probably disagree with you that no one else cares. <laughs> Maybe no one else in your house cares right now. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, you're right. And that's Because in fine. the future, they might, you know, when I'm gone, they'll say, oh, remember mom made this book? These were her songs and, you know, they might listen to them or something. But also, like, anyone who makes albums, anyone who documents, yep. would definitely care about Because, like, it's super interesting as a like case study into how to document something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think like you talked about it right now as you know, here are the albums. Did you do album covers, song covers? Did you just pick I a did, photo? I did the favorite songs. Yeah. I tried to do album covers. I, get a lot of my pictures from Google and I don't like to infringe on people's copyright, but it's just easier to get a photo of an album cover off Google than me photograph it. And I have the same thing. So it's kind of, I tried not to choose, you know, an arty Annie Leibovitz photo of an artist that to not say, Oh, you know, I took this photo. No, I didn't, but to try and just use the marketing kind of photos or the, the album covers, if I could. Sure. 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 That makes sense. Um, yeah. But having that template and not just like the Kathy Z like template, template. but like, you know, that template that you could, and did you, um, how did you keep, did you just, oh my God, I'm like stumbling over my words. How did you come up with, did you just, oh my God, I'm literally going to have to like write copy, like take, take this out, this part out. Aside from just creating the pages, did you have like yeah. a spreadsheet where you were writing things down or did you just go in and create the pages? I had a list because I used to be in the iTunes days, a, a like into iTunes and cataloging my music and five starring songs and all of that. So I had a list of five star songs on iTunes and I copied and pasted that list, put it into a list. And yeah, I was going through a list and I think I had more than a hundred and sometimes I would swap them out. Like if I'd get to the end and I was at a hundred, but my other favorite song I'd forgotten about wasn't in, I might switch them around, but I did. I operated off a list and I would just highlight them as I did them and go in and change the same, you know, template over and over and over till I got to the end. Cool. And I think like something like that, when you break it down into its component parts, like oh, wow, look, Shannon created this big book and it took her a six months. Yeah, yeah. But like, oh, you know, well, you have the album cover photos, that's in one place. You have the Kathy yep. Z template, that's in yep. another place. You got your list of songs. Yep. And all of those parts, no problem. And like you said, you had a sentence of journaling. That's, it wasn't hard at it, all. It wasn't hard um, because 
it's I'm so passionate about it. I could write the, about the songs in easily. It wasn't like I was thinking, what am I going to write? It's like mm-hmm. I knew right away for every single one what I was going to write. So it, it, it was only time consuming in that to put 100 pages together takes time. The rest of it was, it was really a fun project and yeah, not a, not a chore project, which some projects I do feel start to become like chores. This one didn't. Did you, I'm assuming when you make a photo book, you have to like research on blurb what size you'll, like you have to know what you're working with before you Yeah, you need you can... to begin. Yeah, you need to begin with an end in mind. Because I use blurb, I know all of their sizes. This little one was actually a chat book and mm-hmm. I'd had uh, chat books done before. So yeah, you need to know what size and I, whatever size the book is, that's what, size I make my canvas in Photoshop elements right. and stuff on there. The only thing is you need to with books keep things away from the edge because there's not certainty where they're gonna cut it. I right. haven't had cut off um luckily and they kind of show you generally where it's gonna be but you just need to not be doing stuff right at the edge. Whereas if you're printing at home or making a you know paper scrap you can go do whatever you want. With photo books you need to just be a little bit conscious about where things specifically go. like the words I feel like the yeah. photo even can leak and yeah. that's okay, or somebody's but... face you don't want it going right. into that gutter like eh. <laughs> but you know I'm not too bothered either about things like that because I think yeah. it, it slows you down if you worry too much as right. well it's like ah, if something gets cut off it's not the end of the world it's yeah it's okay. yeah and that's just like kind of part of the beauty of the art correct like if you were making ceramics yeah. That's, you know, I've yep. been watching the great yeah. pottery yes. throwdown. And <laughs> I've now told I'm... you that's my husband's favorite show. Oh, is it? He loves it. Yes. But we, he's been watching it for years um, <laughs> online. And I think they have it on our cable here. And yeah. And that guy that cries every time. It's amazing. He, it, oh know, my God. I know. I, it, I know. I just, he, I mean, it's just like the, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if I've talked about it on the show yet, but anyone who doesn't know, it's like the great British Bake Off equivalent, but pottery. Yeah. And the male judge just cries. Anytime anyone <laughs> he gets makes so something. so emotional. Yeah. When he sees the finished product, he's so emotional about it. And it's funny to think about pottery like that, because you can think about a painting like that, that you would get so caught up. But in pottery, it's, it's amazing. And these people make such incredible things. Yeah, and it is like the Great British Bake Off where they'll do, um, he'll make something and then you have to go and make that as well. It's Mm. a lot like the same format and then they have to vote somebody off each week, but it's awesome. It's it's really, and it's so... And everyone's nice, you know, like in those British shows, nobody's backstabbing or no one's (laughs) like, I'm not here to make friends. There's uh, none of that. There's, yes, um, yeah. Exactly. You that's break a, your thing. Everyone comes and helps you put it back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, exactly. Exactly. The real way competition shows should be. Yeah. Right. Every oh, competition oh, you, show. Your, your piece bro- broke. I have an extra piece. Just take yeah. mine. We shouldn't be stressed watching these shows, right? Like, we should not be stressed at the end of watching something like that. So yeah, no, it's, it's that same. Like, I, I really needed a soothing show to watch over the last month and that's been yeah. my my soothing show awesome. cool. but yeah and I think like that's anytime you have like art like it's the same thing when I do stamping stamping is an imperfect art stamping is mm-hmm. never going to be perfect as much as I want it to be perfect if I want to create something perfect 
I need to create it on the computer and print it out. Yes, that's me as well, because I am a perfectionist and I'm trying to get over it, uh, but I am. And that's why digital works for me too, because you can undo, undo, undo. I hate measuring things. So I like to do it by eye and I can kind of do it a lot better than like when I used to paper scrapbook, I would cut things wrong so many times <laughs> because I'm just hopeless with numbers and oh God, I hate this. This is becoming like maths and I'm supposed to be fun, but that's digital for me because I can just get in there and delete it if it comes out awful. But I think that's so good to know though. Like know what you like, know what you don't like. Yeah. Find yeah. the crafting thing that makes you feel good. Yeah, correct. And like like you've been saying, sitting in front of the computer for some people is not going to feel good. Nope. And it doesn't feel crafty to some people, which I get. They don't feel it scratches the crafty itch and that's fine. Like if you're doing databases all day, you know, maybe it doesn't. So yeah. And and that's okay too. Yeah. I'm sure okay. a lot of things, like there's no wrong way to tell your story. There's no, no wrong way to craft. And there are like different parts of this thing that we can yeah. all do differently. And yeah. And when I do my minimal pages, it's not just because I'm lazy. That's a big part of it. Um, but <laughs> I like, I like the end result. Like I like it that way. I'm not just doing mm -hmm. it as plan B. Um, how can I do scrapbooking in the lamest kind of quickest, um, not putting too much effort in. It's not that it's, that's how I want it to look as well. Right. I'm just lucky. I've found the blend that, it doesn't take me too long. And I also, that's actually how I want it. I prefer it this way than the way that would take me a lot more time. Yeah. I like looking through my book with that result. So now you're doing all this stuff digitally and then you start your shop. So like what was yes. kind of the jump between I'm making projects and now, ooh, look. Like, yeah. Well, as a digital scrapbooker, you're really into digital scrapbook shopping. I used to be. And you know, you can hoard digital scrapbooking stuff just like real stuff. Yeah. You just hide it better. Nobody sure. wants to see it. The good thing is like, say you're making something at 10 o'clock at night and you need a paperclip or something, you can just buy it immediately and have it on your page. So I bought a lot of stuff. I learned a lot of stuff and I And just, the stash never runs out. No, and you hide <laughs> it in a folder, nobody sees. And you can change the colors and, but I had... When I do a photo book or something, one of my favorite parts of it, and, and I've done Project Life the whole time pretty much since it's been around and a lot of it digitally. And the, my favorite bit would be in January or December is to come up with templates. How am I going to do this is, this year to be different so it keeps me interested? And making the templates was the fun part for myself. And then I always had in mind, I'm going to, and people would say, Oh, are you, can you sell this? Can you, and my things are so minimal. And uh, I used to think, well, who's going to buy that? Or like, you just do it yourself. It's not hard. <laughs> like it's so simple. It's not a special template where someone's, you know, done a lot of layers. It's, it's a very simple style, but then I just got into my mind, no, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. I really love making templates. I'm going to do it. And I put it off, put it off. And then last year I made a template for a planner page because I wanted to do, I was into everyone's planner pages, but firstly, I don't like having messy planners. So I didn't realize people were decorating their planner after the fact. Like I thought everyone was decorating it and then like, how do I see my dentist appointment behind that <laughs> beautiful sticker? Like what? I, yeah. You know, no. Then I realized, oh, people decorate it 
and put in that they went to the dentist, but they do it like the next week. And, oh, <laughs> that makes absolute sense for me because I'm a perfectionist. I don't want to yeah. scribble things out and change stuff around. So I figured that out. And then I thought, okay, well, then I've got to make um, – I make templates for everything. So I've got to make a template of the little photos I might use in a real plan. And I'm like, well, do I have to like cut them out then? Like that's, <laughs> you know, that's not my skill. Then I'm like, well, I've already done it like this. What if I just, the rest is just lines and numbers. So I came up with that. And it went, even when I put it on Instagram the first time when I played around with it, I'm like, I made this thing like, do you think this is a thing? And everyone's like, oh my God, we want that. And I thought, okay, this is going to be my, Thing I'm going to put it in my shop because I've said, and when it got to that point, I literally, it's so ridiculous because I am a planner and I'm very organized. And normally I would like be spending six months on a shop opening and how am I going to do this and what, and I did it all in one day. Like I just thought I'm going to do this. So I, I already had a Wix blog. I started a Wix shop. I'm like, I'm going to go down whatever Wix tells me to do and just yeah. go to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. It yeah. won't work. It's not going to work. I don't understand payment. And they'll say, do you want to set up a Stripe, which is credit card? Yeah, sure. Set it up. They do that weird thing where they take a cent out of your account to make sure, okay, yeah. that's not going to work. That's ridiculous. Then we go to PayPal. Okay. So it kept going. I made up like an ad page Super quick. I normally I'd be thinking, okay, what am I going to put? I'm like, no, nah, just because I thought if I didn't keep going, I would just stop again for another three years that I've been talking about it. And it, it worked, it got on, it worked. And then my kids are like out there doing stuff out the back, helping my husband and it's going ding. You've got, I've got, I got a sale. <laughs> and then my son is coming. How many sales have you got? Like I've got another five sales and it just came from that. And then somehow I've managed to be able to put something in there. Most weeks I'm trying, I know weekly is a lot, but with digital, you can kind of have an idea at 9am and it can be in your shop at midday if it's you know simple. And yeah, so it's going to be a year in November. So I want to have some kind of sale or something to celebrate that because it's also my birthday as well in November. And um, yeah, it's, um, it's been great. And I really, I'm only putting things in there I like, I would do. So I'm doing some journal cards, a lot of templates and um, some stamps and things now because I've got a, an iPad and I'm doing a lot more drawing and playing around with that. So that kind of thing. But yeah, it's really fun. I like it and I'm only going to do it while I like it and I'm not doing it to, you know, be a businesswoman or take over the world of digital scrapbooking supplies, but I'm just putting in what, what I like. Yeah, good. I love it. When's your November birthday? My birthday is the 21st. And I think the shop birthday might be the week before, like the 11th. Cool. Cool. Very cool. I, your shop is so cute. I love the life sorted where it's like part scrapbook, yes. part planner. Yes. What is it? I I, love I've that. got a lot of ideas. So sometimes I put things in, I think, I don't know if anyone, but with digital too, it's not like I work for American crafts and I've spent, you know, $500,000 printing all these things. Sure. Like, it's just me. And if people don't like it, they don't like it. And no. they do, they do. But mostly the things that I'm, I think are a bit weird and kooky people really like. So they must be weird and kooky like us. I love it. That's absolutely right. And yeah. so now you're also, so all this digital stuff you do, <laughs> and then you create the shop for digital, but then you're also a member of like, I don't know, Kristen's Awesome Ladies Project and do such fun things in there as well. And like, yeah. I've seen your daily pages and yeah. that's so opposite digital, kind of. 
It is. And I think I started daily pages during COVID kind of lockdown here in Sydney because I just wanted something fun to do. And I have to say, I've loved making them, but I'm getting to the point, and that's part of my plans for next year, of I'm going to have to turn that back to digital. <laughs> Because, I was going to say, are you, I yeah. would love to see what digital daily pages looks like. I've, I've got some, I'll show you after, because I'll tell you what, most of my daily pages. So, you know, when I look through my book, a lot of them are full page, like a full page thing I've already made on Photoshop anyway. So it's sitting on my computer and I'm, so I'm going extra. I have to print it. I have to cut it. I have to glue it. You know how I feel about cutting and gluing. And then also the perfectionist in me doesn't love things that aren't stuck exactly right or things that like, seriously, like I feel like this is not going to be around in 200 years. Not that I think any of my stuff will, or I don't even care about that, but I just think, Oh, this is just gluing stuff into a book. Um, <laughs> and it's what I get every time, but this happens to me every time. And I still continue to try. Like I made this, I can show you this later, but I made a little mini book like a year or two ago of all bits, kind of like my version of daily pages. Yeah. And I turned the whole thing into a real book because I got fed up. So I repeated <laughs> and then continued. So this is exactly this with extra. Oh my gosh. So gonna- that's what I think I'm going to do with my daily pages. I've already started playing around with that. Yes. I love it. We're going to have so, so much show and tell. And I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, I've got a pile of stuff here. Yeah, I'm really excited for what digital daily pages. Do you know what yeah. size? I do. So this is my, you know, I wrote that blog post about not doing Project Life next year. I want to go all yeah. into that blog post. Yes. Okay. So, you know, you guys are so right when you said September is the new year, because in my brain, I'm, I'm the same. So in Sydney, that is when winter is going and spring is coming. We're back to our outdoor life. Things are fresh. It's like, what's new? What are we? Let's see you later winter. Um, what, what are we doing? And also it's the time every year, September, October, that I get totally bored of the yearly project that I've chosen to do no matter how I've done it so every year I've changed it up to try and trick myself into being excited and I am usually till maybe May June then I'm slugging along so project life is one of those I'm just like I have to do it again and also I'm not taking photos because COVID and I got out of the habit of taking photos so I would open up my planner pages that's how I'm doing project life this year planner pages so I have three by seven 21 squares to fill every week. I'm like, okay, I open up, I have two photos. And one of them is a photo of a recipe so I could find the ingredients at the shop. So one photo. I'm like, oh, how am I going to keep it? So I, I figure it out. And Kristen's currently card actually helps a lot because if I fill that out, and I do that digitally on my iPad too, I've at least got, you know, five things I can hunt for photos. So if I say I watched or read or did this or like this, I can go on the internet and find a photo. So that helps me fill out my week. But I think that has soured me a little bit on um, project life. And that's my own fault because I just got out of the photo habit. And I used to be a really good journaler. I used to go to work on a Monday and I'm always first in at the office and early and I make my coffee and I settle in. And I used to just open a Word document and write 
you know, a paragraph or two about what happened on the weekend and the last week so that when I'm doing things like Project Life and I haven't got anything, I can go back and remember stuff. And I have, I wasn't doing that because what, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> I watched another TV show and I went from <laughs> this couch to this couch. Yeah. So that's part of the reason. And I've, I've done Project Life since, I'll say the wrong year again. I think 2010, my son was born 2009. 2010, I bought a proper, it might've been the first year Becky Higgins actually called it Project Life because she had Project 365. So I bought the proper kit. So the album, put it in, put the photos in, right on the cards. I did the old school way. And I've done it since, I think I quit one year and did something different. And that's why I want to do that this year. Because I think I've got our family covered. Pretty much. I don't think you need to do it every year. That's my personal opinion. Like I've got a lot of stuff covered. Some years I've gone more photo centric than journaling and some years I've done it all different sizes, all different ways, grids, this, that. Um, and I just think I need a break and I am actually looking forward to not having that. Cause I feel like when I sit down, so I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in the city and then Thursdays I work at home. So Friday is my first day and I, I don't do a lot of going out and about and my kids are kind of really independent. And so I have a good long, you know, long weekend to scrapbook and it's always that thing hanging over. I'm Mm. three weeks behind. I'm five weeks behind. And then when you've got no photos. So yeah, I made the decision. I think even for the first time ever, I might skip December in my project life, which I've never done because I'm a completist and I'm like project life and and December daily are two different things. And I don't want to say, you know, but you know, I've really nearly done. Yeah. Because of December daily, December's missing in a lot of my projects, but I feel like see December daily is a good, like, you know, bracket to put. Yeah. Yeah. um, I I so just I should I, go back and say that the daily pages you asked me what size I think I'm going to do five by five. Not too big. Not too big. Chat book size. It's chat book. It's also blurb. Does it? No, chat books is six by six. Oh. So this is a this is a, a persnickety does also five by five. But Ooh. this is just an Instagram book from years ago. But persnickety. Um, postage to Australia is really expensive. And I picture having lots of these kind of thing. Like, so part of that blog post is not having time limits or things where I have to work on it. So what I want to do is just build up pages till I think that's a book. And then I print that and then I start again pages. But I found that blurb has a five by five and that seems perfect to me because I'm still obsessed with my own four by four December daily because I just loved being small. I just, and, and squares too. So I feel like I'm going to be this crazy, um, like fashion designer person that says, throw it all out. We're doing squares, everybody, (laughs) tiny little squares, because it's just, I think it's the Instagram world as well, because you're used to seeing things in square and photos in square. And I love the way when you take square photos, you have to think a little bit differently. And that's just how my photograph taking now is. And I think squares, squares is it for me so I'm going to do a square book that is like daily pages but also like those other books I've talked about where I've put sort of some scrappy things and fun things and barely scrapbooking things that's going to be what I'm working on from now done but I'm still going to do this year I did eight and a half by 11 pages as well printed at home because I love a lot of space to talk 
sometimes. And I also love my life crafted four by eights because that's a whole different thing. And I make a lot of four by eight templates for my shop. So I'm going to keep those going, but I'm not going to care if I do seven, eight and a half by 11s next year. And that's all. I could just keep putting them in, but my fun, fun part is going to be digital daily pages. And I've also got a name for it. I need to find it because I had to write it down. I forgot. It's called life catalog. I love it. And it's going to I be love it. bits. And I'll show you guys. Cause I've another thing for digital scrapbooking is you don't want to go six months on a project and not see anything printed because you could have made really bad choices in your font sizes. Um, or you just might hate it. So I always, when I start a project, I need to be seeing it in my hand, like it's a book already. So I print a lot of my early pages when I've got a new harebrained scheme, because I want to see, is the font right? I even do like little, um, a font kind of page where I'll print out all the fonts in the sizes mm -hmm. and say, this is what's going to actually look like printed. Right. Digital, it, it messes with your brain a lot because if you're looking at a square on your computer, a 12 by 12 square and a five by five square on Photoshop elements looks right. like the same thing. And it's, it's not. Right. So I've printed a bunch of those off, but that that's the three things I want to do next year. Stick with my printing at home and do a couple, but I'm going to build these books. And if I do 10 books in a year, I'm not going to do, because I also said in my post, I don't want like, this is my October book. And oh my God, I've only done 10 in October. I've got to spend the next week. Cause that's a bit my, how I work and my mentality. I'm like, I have to. And that's what happened with those five by eight books I did last year. I was like 20 to 30 pages a month. And then I get to maybe October when I'm in my down downward spiral and go, oh, I've only done five. I quickly need to do. And I don't want that. I just want scrapbooking to be fun and, you know, silly and put whatever I want in them and simple. Yes, yes, yes. When I read that post, that. I was like, girl is in my brain. I was like, and I love how you did it in the post where you were like, yes to this, yes to this. Like you've made yeah. clear choices and decisions yeah. as a guideline for next year. I, I, I knew exactly what I don't want to do. Right. And I knew exactly what I do want to do. And hopefully, and you know, that will change and I'll come back and say, I'm so over photo books again, you know, cause I've done that before. I was doing only photo books and then I just wanted to print at home and use my thickers. And I wanted to do eight and a half by 11 and put it in, a hide swap album and have something done each time I made something. So I changed my mind a lot, but I'm also really conscious. Like I said, I start out with these paper projects and the way I work is so digital. And it's like, I'm actually making more work for myself when that page is already done. I don't need to print it out and stick it on and write something. And with my, I love the handwriting part of my daily pages. That's something that's missing. But now with procreate and my pencil, I can add that in as well which because I'm on a Mac, I can just airdrop things. It's not even the process. Like I'm sitting here, I can write a word, airdrop it. And it's in my you know page immediately. There's, it's not even a problem. So I think that's where I'm going. Excited. Yeah. That's awesome. Life I catalog. Yeah. I just made it up because I didn't know what to call it. And I love to have a, I have to call my project something and I need something on the spine as well. I've called a lot of my life stories, like my other books. And I just thought this is kind of a bit different because I just want to put random crap in this thing. Catalog. Well. Yeah. It's a catalog. Yeah. That's fantastic. So good. So I good. Okay. And five by five. If I could go smaller, I would actually, but I think five <laughs> by five is, is good. Like my de December daily was four by four and that was just so cute and so fun. But five by five is acceptable. I'm so excited to see it. 
I'm cool. so excited to see it. So, all right. I, I could literally listen to you talk about scrapbooking all day, but we're going to oh. move this. We're going to move You know, I talk about, I can talk about it nonstop. Kristen would know that I can talk about it nonstop. Hey, so. I love yes, your perspective. I love your perspective. Okay. So Thank this, you. this is the season of the unexpected and we've been asking our guests kind of how has an unexpected thing like kind of came into your life and either, you know, was a negative thing that taught you a lesson or a positive thing that was mm-hmm. just a blessing. And uh, yeah. I just think like the whole COVID thing, I know that's such a lame, boring answer, but I am a very type A person and to my detriment sometimes, and I don't bend very well and I'm very rigid sometimes and a perfectionist and a people pleaser and all those things that are not great for yourself. Um, They're great for other people, but not for you. So I think just learning that, to go with the flow and that you can't control things and you think you can. And then something like COVID comes along and changes everybody's plans. And I think it's actually been good for me to just sit back and say, Oh, I have no control of this and nobody does. And we're all in it together. And it being all in it together helps too, I think, because it's not an issue I need to sort of deal with on my own. Everybody is dealing with that. So if it's work, if it's, you know, you couldn't have your wedding and you lost your job or you can't pay bills as well anymore, like we're all suffering, but it just, I think for me, it's been good because I am like snapped out of that thing that life and, and often in life, those lessons don't come until something really horrible happens to you or someone. And it's nice to have that lesson, even though COVID is horrible and people are dying, like to have that lesson that's not actually hurting me right now, but still take that away. Like I've had a life changing thing where it's like, you know, that stuff doesn't matter. Just, you know, go with the flow. Yeah. Great answer. Great answer. Okay. Let's go to our currently round, which Comes from Kristen's currently card, which I know you're yes, really which I with. love. <laughs> yeah, helps and, me document my life a lot. Yeah. That list. and uh, listeners can find it at areyouchristen.com/slash/currently. So here we go, Shannon. What are you currently watching? Well, a lot, of course. So two things, as if I'm going to round it down to one. So Mad Men is my favorite show, and back in March, I think, or May, when COVID was you know, we're all isolated. I saw that Mad Men, it was the fifth anniversary of the final episode. And I hadn't done a rewatch because Mad Men's my favorite show, but it's not a show I will disrespect by having on in the background. If I'm going to watch <laughs> it, I am going to put in the proper hard yards. And my husband had not watched it. He only watched the final season as a favor to me because we <gasps> did a thing. I watched Game of Thrones with him. He watched Mad Men with me, but he only watched the final season. So I'm like, you have to watch this from the start. But you know, that's it. We waited a while and then five years, I thought this is the time. So we've been watching that, except my husband's into football, American football and basketball. And that has really slowed down my Mad Men rewatch because he's watching so many finals NBA games at night and things like that. Because we were powering through, but we have probably a season and a half to go. And I'm so happy that I still, still love it. So that is my, my other one is similar to the pottery show. We watch this show and my husband and I watch it at night when we're in bed and it's called Escape to the Chateau. Have you heard of this? It's a British show, but it's two um, English uh, couple with two little kids who want to go and live in France and they find that they can buy a chateau for £260,000 as opposed to just a house. And this is a chateau, like hundreds of years old, beautifully, but it's in real disrepair. 
So they have bought it and they're doing it up and they're doing it up so that they can host weddings there and they have guest rooms because it's, you know, four stories, turrets, beautiful on a moat, the, you know, all this acreage, they have a garden and it's just incredible. And what makes it good is that the people are really cool. So the husband, Dick, is a big guy with this massive walrus moustache. <laughs> His wife, Angel, is walks around in her kimono and her rockabilly hair. <laughs> and he's trying to get sewerage working in a, you know, centuries-old house while she's decoupaging and making paper butterflies to stick on the wall like what we would do while he's trying to do like the real deal work and hers is just as important she's interrupting him and he's but he's so he'll just do any of her hair brain schemes he's an engineer so he knows what he's doing and she's a crafty girl so it's just one of those and no one's fighting there's drama because things go wrong but it's one of those british shows that you know the show takes you through the process of them getting this place yeah and it's just lovely they, they thrift, they go thrifting and they go to the French markets to get their bread and they go to the fabric shop to make the daughter a little hat. And I love it. It's called Escape to the Chateau. So I don't know if you guys have it. We have it actually streaming for free on our free Channel 9 app here in Australia. That's how we're watching it. But it's great. Yeah, I wonder how we can watch that. That sounds amazing. You have to sound like up. fun. Yeah, Escape to the Chateau. Thanks for sharing. We watch it like at night. It's so relaxing. And we watch it too. Like on Sunday, we want to stay in bed longer. And that's what we watch. We say, let's watch an episode of that. It sounds lovely. Thanks for sharing. Now, I feel like like if Kristen hasn't heard of it, then we don't have it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know how I found it, I think. I know there's some on YouTube, but you kind of got to watch from the start because there's an evolution from buying this beat up thing with dead bats in the, you know. It's, it's awesome. Anyway. All right. What continue. Do you, yeah. What are you currently reading? <laughs> I'm just, I used to be a really big reader and I'm not right now. I just can't concentrate anymore. So I read a lot of news. I just read recently the Lazy Genius book by Kendra Adachi and she has a podcast called, called the Lazy Genius podcast. And it's just really useful information about organizing your life. So she's like a mother with children and it's like meal prepping and, but really not in a, I don't know. I just really found her advice applicable compared mm-hmm. to some other kind of books like that I read. And I feel like it was that thing, like September's the new, the new year. So I need a, I feel like I needed to get organized and, you know, the COVID stuff is still going on, but you know, we need to live life. And, and I really enjoyed that book. Nice. What are you currently listening to? Well, I listen and I've documented this probably many times, but you know, the movie Palm Springs with, um, What's his name from SNL? Oh, God. Andy Samberg. That's it. I haven't even seen the movie. We don't have it here even. I I was going to say, did you get the movie yet? (laughs) No, not yet. I'm looking for it all the time. It's not streaming yet. It's so good. But somebody recommended it. Um, I think Natasha Leggero, a comedian, she recommended it. She said, I'm loving this. So I put it on. I'm always like, I always try out people's music recommendations because I'm sitting at my desk a lot. Even at work, I'm playing music on Spotify. And this playlist, it used to be called the soundtrack and then they took it off. I'm like, what? But then they put it back as a playlist. So it's not the score of the um, movie. It's the songs from the movie. It's a playlist now. Um, It's just amazing. It's the weirdest mix of songs. There's a very 80s. There's like um, Demis Roussos and then there's... um, 
Leonard Cohen, like, but there's something, Hall and Oates, there's something about the, the way that they put the songs in order on this playlist speaks to me. And I play it every day for two months. <laughs> it's such a fun movie. I can't like, wait to see this movie. <laughs> it's a tight 90 minutes and yeah. it's, it's a Groundhog's Day movie. Yes. But they I have read a little, yeah. They drop you in at such an interesting moment, and you're like, "Awesome!" Oh, so I this know I is love where it. we're I'm starting. Just... And uh, and yeah, and also it's fun because it takes place at a wedding, and it's not like <laughs> we're going to those. So yeah, I love wedding movies, regardless. Oh right. I yeah. love them. Except I watched the other night, there's a movie called The Romantics and I read the book as well. It stars Katie Holmes. It's a bit older and it's about these um, blue-blooded Boston people getting married on the lake. And the movie is so boring and so bad. <laughs> but anything with a wedding in it, and especially like that, looking at a cultural, it was so bad. I bought the book because I'm like, the book must be better. <laughs> <laughs> So I have to say the romantics. I think it's an older movie now, but it came up. I, I have trouble sleeping a lot. So I sleep really well. But then if I'm awake at three or something, I can't go back to sleep. My mind mm-hmm. is going. So I watch movies and that was an unfortunate choice. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for Palm Springs though. So yeah. let's not confuse that. Wouldn't it be funny if I hate that movie? Yes. I finally see it? <laughs> I've the, been waiting so long. I know that all the songs off by heart. <laughs> I love it. What are you currently making? Um, I'm making my new five by five pages yeah. that I haven't shared with anybody yet. So that oh, we'll get a peek in new... after chatting. I will show you some because I've been, I printed some off, but that's what I've been making. And also um, I'm putting some Christmas slash December because I know not everyone celebrates Christmas, some templates in my shop today, which will obviously be in there when people listen to this. So I've been working on stuff like that. And I've got some journal cards for Christmas slash December, whatever you want to call it. And um, some stamps and things like that, uh, that are going in because I just want some stuff to play around with as well. So that's what I'm making. Always scrapbook stuff, yeah. either food or scrapbook stuff. That's all I make in life. Yeah. Yeah, what are you currently feeling? Feeling pretty good. You know, I have asthma, not the terrible asthma that puts people in hospital, but uh, like I've had asthma related to my hay fever and allergies for the last probably eight years. And due to COVID, I just hadn't seen a doctor. Like we have telehealth and all that here in Australia, but I just have not gone to a doctor all year. So you know, with asthma, you get a preventative thing where you can take it daily, which will help not get asthma. And you have your other spray you carry with you when you're feeling like you can't breathe. So I did not have a preventative thing all year. I only have my carry with me. And I was getting to the point where I was using it like five or six times a day. And they're like, that is really bad. <laughs> so I went on Monday to the doctor finally and got the preventative thing. And since then, I have not used my other spray once, which... You know, when you've had something, and Kristen, you will know this feeling that you've been ill, but you didn't know you were <laughs> ill till the illness thing is better. And I'm, I'm like walking around last You're night. You're like, oh, how is this like, my life what's now? So, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I've just got energy. Because when you're not breathing well, like I was waking up in the night, I dream I can't breathe. And I dream I'm searching for my asthma spray. And when you have energy, it's like, woo! So yeah, I'm feeling pretty good right now. 
That's so good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. don't put doctor visits off. Yeah. Is my public service announcement. Very good. What are you currently planning? Oh, just everything. You know, my uh, son's birthday is Tuesday. And so October starts birthday season. So my daughter's birthday is November. I'm in November. Then a bunch of family people. Then because I'm November 21, it's kind of the kickoff. Then it's Christmas. So once my birthday's over, we're in Christmas mode. And I feel like all of that has hit quickly. Like I didn't even know my son's birthday was coming up. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, luckily, he's 10 and he counts the hour. He counts the hours and the minutes <laughs> down. Um, so that's, I'm just trying to get life ordered and you know, there's soccer and there's this and there's summer and yeah, planning my life. Nice. And lastly, what are you currently loving? Just that it's coming to summer here. I know you love summer. I, I actually don't. I love autumn and winter, but mm. I love the change of season and we in Sydney and me personally have a very nice summer life. So we have a swimming pool. We have really cool outdoor with neon stuff at night around it. We have um, speakers down in our pool area. We, we have a very summer life here and I send the kids out to swim for exercise and we, and it's, it's getting to that point. Like in the air now, we've had a few of those days and we've been in the pool once or twice and I'm just loving that, that, season is coming for us it's very fun i live vicariously through you guys yeah. during these yeah. months here <laughs> and your summer wasn't great either and i mean ours is not <laughs> going to be the same as well but at home here we can you know we can feel like we're away anyway we're very lucky very nice i love chatting with you awesome thank you i love talking about scrapping i only have one person in real life here in Sydney that scrapbooks that I talk to and when we she usually comes over maybe three times a year and brings her stuff and looks through my stuff and we just talk about it non-stop we gossip about oh did you see this is out and show me this and how do I do this and it's so good to talk about scrapbooking because nobody else gets it and you know even my friends don't even know I have a scrapbook shop Right. They know I scrapbook, but they wouldn't understand what it is. And especially digital. Like, how do I explain that? <laughs> like, it's templates. Oh, what's it? Well, you put yeah. your photos in and I uh, can't even, don't even bother. Don't worry. <laughs> it's cool. It's fine. It is cool. It's very cool. And you're quite good at it. And it's awesome. And I'm Thank really you glad so much. that you were here to talk to us today. Me too. Anytime. I'm sure we will have you on again quite soon because you make awesome things and you're very fun to talk to. Thank you. Awesome. So let's head over to After Chatter. I want to see some of the things that you made. And yes, let's do it. Everyone else, we will be back next week with another amazing episode. You are awesome. Thank you for listening to the show and have a great week. Lots of love, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the show. We are headed over to the Craftiest Female After Chatter show now, which is an exclusive perk for Awesome Ladies All Access Club members. The All Access Club has a ton of great benefits like daily page lessons with me, free courses, and yeah, it's literally called the All Access Club because of the legit all of the access, right? But one of the best things is the After Chatter Vault. There are more than 100 episodes, both audio and video, in an easy-to-use classroom where you can even mark your progress. So we've got another great episode of the After Chatter Show coming up right now, and you can join us today at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash CAF. Thank you so much for listening to the show, and we'll be back next week with another great episode. Thanks, guys. Love you so much.